What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gio Garcia. Coming to you this Monday, May 15th. Already halfway through this month, man. Lots going on. Busy week of footy. We had goals. We had excitement. Saw a little bit of, of tables. You know, some, some people moved up in the table. Some people moved down. Uh, we're going to talk about all that and everything else. Uh, we got Justin Ruderman joining me once again. And we also got Fabian Ranko, who's from San Jose. He covers... The, the San Jose Earthquakes, he was at the game this week against the LA Galaxy, and he also will probably be at the game against LAFC. So welcome, fellas. How you guys doing? Great, man. Back to be with. Great to be with you back again. Yeah, it's an honor. Thank you so much. Uh, I remember when you brought me on to talk about Matias Almeida and those Twitter spaces, and it's a long time coming, though. So thank you again for bringing me on. Yeah, man. Back now we're dating ourselves. This is uh, Martias Almeida. When Almeida was a coach, we were talking. I remember, like, you know, that's an interesting story because I think I don't know how we we followed each other. So uh, obviously on Twitter, yeah. And I saw that you covered San Jose, and there was a lot of like stuff going on. Yeah, and like social media, Twitter, man. That's how that's how we get connected. And now, obviously, you know, I, I've seen the the great job you've you, you've done. Thank obviously, you. you covered that MLS Cup. I think that's the last time we, we, we hung out, right? We all uh, yeah. Unfortunately, it's been a while, but it just takes me back to being on the train in Japan, trying to talk into the mic without anybody hearing me about Matias Almeida. Yeah. So. Oh, that's right. You were in Japan when, yeah. when that was going on. That was an interesting thing. I was like, how is he covering this team from Japan? Like, because you were for work or for military. I forgot. I forgot what it was. Yeah, yeah, I was out there for work. So it was just something like, oh, gosh, you know. But no, it was it was a good experience. I mean. I was at the time the only beat reporter that spoke Spanish. So it was like, oh man, you know, I have to ask Matias a question, you know? So it, it was nice to be, I gave him a, kind of my big break. So I, I was very fortunate. And then when I came back, I started going to games, but yeah. And, and you're Uruguayan too, right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I was uh, able to connect with them on that one and be like, che, boludo, que es? no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's an Argentinian thing. Yeah. That they, that they always say, but you know, what's interesting just, just to go off here. Um, cause I, I had a, I had a chance to go to South America, but like, um, I didn't realize how the distinct, uh, the economic situation was between Uruguay, obviously Uruguay and Brazil doing way better than Argentina, but they're just so right next to each other. And it's, I, it's, crazy yeah. it's crazy i don't know if, if you can talk a little bit about that because it just seems like some parts of argentina which it's an amazing country it's beautiful but it seems like there's some parts are still stuck like back in the day like 1990s yeah. you know i don't I maybe speak on that because it kind of feels like yeah. that when i was there well it, well uruguay is in a, in a position where they're extremely lucky because they get all the tourism from brazil and argentina so they get a lot of the money like the extra money i would say um but yeah a place like argentina you know, Buenos Aires is beautiful, beautiful city, you know, full of people, full of vibrant uh, personalities. But then you go to other parts of Argentina that unfortunately don't have all that, all the resources. And uh, but Buenos Aires and Montevideo, the two capitals for the cities. I mean, it's like, I mean, even closer than San Diego, L.A. Like it's like I would even say Anaheim, Los Angeles. Like it's like right next to each other. So it's something that a lot of people don't realize and it's always we're always going to be lumped in together and we're always going to be you know little brother big brother type of thing so um it's something that you know the the countries are always linked together for some reason um but yeah financially unfortunately argentina has a problem with the value of their peso dropping within the week so it's like oh you know you got to buy your groceries earlier and things like that yeah. so that's just the lifestyle they always have to live with 
Yeah, no, that, that that was just an interesting thing for me. I didn't realize they were that close. I, I would have gone. Yeah. I wanted to go to uh, Montevideo, but uh, I, I wasn't able to. Um, a lot's going on, but no, that's cool. Uh, Justin, you've been doing some traveling, my man. You 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 were up in the Bay here in Monterey, and you also went to uh, Salt Lake City. How's this experience been? Uh, obviously, following LAFC around and, and and covering them these last what week week or so. Man, it's been exhausting. No, it's it's been uh, it's been great. It's been a, a really good time. Um, yeah, I I went up to uh, the Bay. I'm from Oakland, so easy for me to go up there and and watch the game in San Jose. Hang out with Favi a little bit there, uh, and then we went to the Monterey game as well, uh, which was which was really cool. Favi knows his way around Monterey pretty well now. Um, and then yeah, as you mentioned, hopped on a flight then to Salt Lake, uh, and then back to LA. Now finally. Uh, for for the game against Sporting Kansas City, so uh, eight games this month, four of them away, just in the month of May for LAFC, and I believe I will be at every one of them. So very very busy. Yeah, no, that's I mean that's always a good and exciting, especially once you start, um, you know, the job you've been doing, which is has been incredible, and also just you know just being able to follow the team around, just being in the press conference. You, I'm assuming now you're starting, you know, obviously you get to know more about the team and all these different things. And it's a very unique experience because it's one thing seeing it on TV. Obviously, it's a different thing. Uh, you know, as Fabian also knows, too, it's once you're the once you're a beat writer, beat reporter right on there, then you kind of really know the all the ins and outs, um, you know, and everything good right now. LAFC is rolling. They're, they're rolling high. So it's, it's really cool to be, a, be in the situation right now to be, I think, for all of us, just to be able to cover uh, LAFC, I know Fabian, you're, you're at the MLS Cup final, but just to be able to see this team and what they've been able to do within the last six months, it just seems like they they just keep getting better and better. Yeah. Um, uh, Justin, let's talk. Let's talk about obviously RSL. Uh, they they just came. LAFC just came from like the first loss against San Jose, uh, and, and and over there at Levi Stadium. Obviously, this is a bounce back game. Three big goals. Obviously, we'll talk about Buongo's goal. Banger was insane. Uh, what did you see overall about this game? What did you like? What was what was the interesting uh, atmosphere there? Yeah, I think we saw um, just a clinicality from LAFC, which is really good to see. You want the the goals to go in when you're taking the shots on goal, uh, and that's basically what it was because you know RSL took 20 shots in that game, and and they were getting in positions. Um, but they couldn't capitalize. And that's what RSL have been screaming for for a long time. They need a true number nine to put the ball in the back of the net. And they don't have one at the moment. Um, but LAFC has got a few guys who can do that. Namely, Denny Bawanga, who scored an absolute stunner. Um, but of course, Mahalo Poku, that that ball over the top from Ilya Sanchez, a 50-yard gorgeous ball uh, assist. Um, just absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, here, here's Denny's goal, just a complete rocket. Uh, and you just can't leave Denny Bowanga at the top of the box like that. If you leave him space, that's what he's going to do to you. And he's proven that thus far at LAFC, uh, and RSL know that I was talking to Pablo Mastrani before the game, um, in Salt Lake, the, the Salt Lake head coach, of course. And he said that Denny Bowanga is Thierry Henry. Like he said that he, Ooh, he has yeah. possesses everything that a striker needs. He's fast. He's strong. He's smart. He can shoot. He can dribble. Anything that you want him to do, he can do. Um, so uh, Denny Bowanga just continues his MVP pace. Um, 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. After it looked like Christian Espinoza took that little lead uh, at Levi Stadium with the two goals for himself against LAFC. Looks like Denny Bolonga is trying to take that lead right back from him. Yeah, no, look, it's, it's, it's been impressive. Obviously, you know, Espinoza, obviously, Fabian, you could probably speak on that, but like, Seeing while they've seen because the, the the crazy thing about Denny Buanga is is just is it's not just necessarily why well, I should just say the crazy thing about LAFC and the recruiting is last season we had we had we were, every, we were talking about Chicho Rango right we we're talking how amazing Chicho Rango was and we've kind of forgotten about how how quickly how amazing Chicho Rango was because. Denny Buanga is even better than Chicho Rango, which is the way he scores goals. He's just he's just overall a better player in every sense, and you're starting to see it. And, and it's crazy to even say that because Chicho Rango was so massive, so clutch for this team. But it just goes to show on the recruiting and what they're able to scout and for them identifying the type of players for this team in the system. And, you know, for me, I was I was I was had questions of the team letting go of Chicho Rango. They haven't missed a bump without Chicho Rango. Danny Bong has stepped up, been that guy, been the MVP player. And it, it's been insane to watch Fabian. I know you, you got a, a Spinoza down there. I don't. I don't see him as much as you do. But talk, talk to us a little bit about some of the similarities, obviously, but also you know uh, the the goal the goal leaders there between uh, you know Danny Buanga and Espinoza. Yeah, I mean, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was like, you know, what has changed with Christian Espinoza? Why has he become this monster goal scorer? Um, and after the Levi's game, he talked a little bit about how he knew himself that if he shot closer to goal. Um, that his expected goals would go up and he would have a higher chance of getting more goals in. So it was actually a change that either was told to him by the analytics staff um, that if he started shooting closer to goal, that he would score more goals. And he said he was training on that in, in this off season um, to shoot closer to goal and hopefully get more goals under his belt because um, he already beat his career goal total, total per season. Uh, for the San Jose Earthquakes, and, you know, he's only maybe a third of the way there. So um, definitely a change that he tried to fix. Uh, also, he doesn't have that much of a defensive kind of uh, responsibility anymore. I mean, he has a legit right back that helps him out with uh, Carlos Acapa when he's healthy, um, and he can trust him, so he can use a lot more effort going forward. Uh, but, yeah, a different player this year compared to others. Um, it was a change that he actually saw himself from the analytics team um, to go ahead and try to work on, and, and it's worked like like a charm. Yeah, no, it, it's always always interesting seeing, obviously, the, the amount of talent that has 
throughout these MLS teams here here in California and everything going. Obviously, we'll see Espinosa versus LAFC uh, this Saturday, but we'll, we'll get more into that. Uh, Justin, I want to talk to you. I want to talk about obviously the the first goal, Mahala, the the, the amazing pass um, from uh, I believe it was uh, Ilya Sanchez. Um, these type of goals we've seen them, or these type of assists we've seen them from now, uh, not just Ilya Sanchez, but we've also seen them. Uh, from Kalini as well. I think we've seen them at times from Mario. The pass, and obviously just be able to, to finish, is the, that's one thing or another. But we're also starting to see, right, how talented this team is and just all, all around. It doesn't matter where the ball is. They they can beat you anywhere. And I think that's – you see where Ilya is. is he's almost, you know, more obviously way behind the halfway line and just gets it to T. Mahala brings it down with his chest. Let's Let's talk a little bit about this play in particular. Yeah, absolutely unbelievable goal this. Uh, Ilya's first assist of the season, actually. He doesn't get involved in the offense as much, uh, obviously, the defensive midfielder position at the number six, and that's not his role. But when he sees an opportunity like this, he can spot a ball and play it. Um, I talked to both of them after the match about this play because it, it was really uh, the play of the match to me, even better than Boanga's goal because this ball is, is sensational. Opoku basically said, you know, We've been training this uh, in practice, and we know that the long ball can hit them. And I saw Ilya had the the chance. I saw the run in behind. I just screamed at Ilya and made the run. And Ilya saw it, pinged it over the top. Um, Ilya said, of course, the, the altitude in Salt Lake helped a little bit to make that pass. Uh, it helped to, to drive the ball a little bit. But, um, yeah, they, they've been practicing that in training. So it, it's Steve Shrundelow and his, you know, what he sees comes to fruition in the game as well. Yeah, look, no, no, that's a spectacular play and just elite play too. Also understanding where the win is going too. And Mahalo is very quick and he has, <laughs> his motor is insane. He, he pretty much could get to any ball. Uh, there's very few balls he, he could, uh, he could potentially get. But when I, when I see this team bounce back 3-0, uh, I, I think after the second goal, I was like, I didn't think there was no way RSL was going to come back. Obviously, Bogus got his first goal in that PK. Um, what would you think of Bogus? Obviously it, it was a PK, but look, it was good for him to another LAFC player to get, to get a goal in there. Uh, what would you think about that? Well, what was interesting to me is that Denny Bowanga is still on the pitch and he gives up the penalty to Mateusz Bogus, the same Denny Bowanga who is currently in a golden boot race. He's, you know, in an MVP race already early in this season. So he needs th those stats matter for him and they can, the individual accolades will add up. But that's not what he's thinking about. He's thinking about his teammate and acclimating his teammate into the team, getting his teammate his first goal uh, and giving him that confidence. And that, to me, is a fantastic teammate. Yeah, look, he's, he's selfish and uh, it, it's amazing. You know, that, that typically happens when you're winning because like, hey, he knows he's going to get more opportunities. Uh, he knows he's going to get more goals, more opportunities. But look, if you're willing to do that and be a – be a self-serving leader, right? With your teammate. I mean, there, next time I'm pretty sure Bogus is gonna look for him in an assist or whatever. Get that, get the extra ball for him going around. Obviously, Fabian, outside looking in, obviously you you're not as in tune or, or cover this team as closely, but outside looking in, what what are your overall thoughts of LAFC? Yeah, good team. I mean, uh, to be honest, on paper, probably the best team in MLS, right? Um, a team that they lost, like as you said earlier, Chicho Arango, and they haven't missed a beat. So a team that is full of talent, you know, has a lot of games on paper, but it's going to be hard to go into BMO Stadium and get a W. That's it's going to, you know, especially the way we played against LA Galaxy. 
but um, it's possible. But again, we might have to get lucky with uh, rotations uh, and, and everything what's going on with LAFC. Yeah, because look, just in the, obviously LAFC is going to want that revenge uh, this this coming week. They got what they got SKC this Wednesday, then Saturday they got San Jose, um, and then I think next week is El, El, El Tráfico US US Open Cup edition, and then that's the final game um, until until the CCL. So three games that they have, and I'm very interested to see because it's, a, it's a, this is a very interesting week for LAFC. You could put, pretty much say I don't know they may not even need a play Wednesday with the first team or whatever they can play with LAFC two guys um you know give that another go because they were successful against Monterey obviously that they, they got that big win down there and then you got San Jose and then was it Tuesday or Wednesday I forgot what when they play LA Galaxy but it's such a tight schedule and you know I feel like two uh two of these next three games may not be as uh I don't want to say as important but uh, as I don't know Cause you got you got Leon coming up the May thirty first, so so I, I'm just very interested to see which which game to decide to actually because you still need to play one one more game with all your guys. So I wonder which, which is it the Galaxy game that you 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 play everybody you play you, you get everybody minutes, or do they 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 take two games they play two strong games until the 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 Leon match away. What what are your thoughts? It's a very interesting situation because especially when you look at the other side, Leon are out of their you know playoffs in Liga Mekis, they they're off for three weeks ahead of the CCL final, right? So they're rested, but they're also not playing. And so there, there's two sides to that coin. Uh, Steve Shrondo said, I'm happy to be playing, mm-hmm. um, maybe not quite the amount of games that he has uh, leading up to this, but there is an entire week's rest uh, between that Tuesday game uh, against Galaxy, as you mentioned, in the US Open Cup, and then the following week uh, in Leon. So... There is a large gap there, and you can have the full rest, but it will be interesting. Do you play your first team uh, in these three games in a week? Do you rotate uh, against San Jose? Do you rotate against Galaxy? Where do you see the the rotation coming? Um, Because there will be some. Uh, The question is how much and in what games. Yeah, because look, SKC, uh, you know, they're not good. I mean, obviously, you, 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 I I think LAFC respects every team. But look, they, they they got so many games going on that, that they got to see which which games are going to be. Obviously, the CCL is more important. It tops everything else. So, and I mean, it's it's just a very interesting situation because the more they win, <laughs> the more games they play. Like, right? So it's it's so weird. Like you you typically ten right. The more like the more the more wins, you typically get an easier schedule. But just how congested this year is with everything with leagues cup coming up and all these different tournaments. Um, it's going to be very special to see what they, what they got going on. Obviously, Fabian, uh, Saturday, uh, what are what are some other players that we could potentially see from San Jose? Um, because we know Cade Cow, he ended up going to to the to the to the yep. World Cup. The U was it the U twenty two World Cup? Uh, what what are some other players that are that are standing out from San Jose outside of Espinoza? Yeah, I wanted to say this too. So the Galaxy is also known to play their first team in the U.S. Open Cup. So it's something that you you know it's kind of a mind game in a sense where, oh, is the Galaxy going to go ahead and play their full strength lineup again to get this win? So you can't almost take off that match because they might play their first team with. Oh, they, they, they will. They will. Oh, yeah. yeah so, they, they will. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's interesting what LFC has to do, but yeah, the guys the guys who you know the Quakes are bringing up, uh, Kid Cal, yeah, is with Argentina in Argentina for the U twenty World Cup. Uh, 
he's balling already. Already scored two goals against Senegal. So uh, Quakes fans are really excited about that. Um, but another guy, you know, that didn't have the best game in, in uh, L.A. was uh, Jameer Montero. I mean, if he can get, you know, rolling, he's a different player when he's on the, on the score sheet. And, you know, it was evident that maybe the guys weren't ready for that L.A. Galaxy Classico. I mean, honestly, it's probably the best environment because that's the least full I've ever seen a Cali Classico in my life. So it was just something where, you know, maybe the guys weren't expecting not that many people to show up and they never really woke up and 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 noticed that it was a Cali Classico. Um, but again, this LAFC match is not going to be the same. There's going to be tons of people at this game. Um, and they're going to, like you said, they're going to want revenge. And if, if we're going to do anything, players like Jackson, you'll have to step up. You know, you can't go absent, especially against the midfield like LAFC. Um, and I would even say LAFC's midfield is better than the Galaxy's, but the Galaxy has a strong midfield. And, and unfortunately, Jackson Newell was nowhere to be found along with Jameer Montero. So those guys have to be a little bit more aggressive and, and get involved into the run of play with the San Jose Earthquakes if they want to do anything. Yeah, no, that, that, that game is going to be very interesting, obviously, especially the, the the turnaround that San Jose has had. I mean, you guys for the for the you know last couple of years has been up and down. Obviously, we started this podcast talking about Almeida and everything going on there. Um, obviously, to see you guys towards the top of the table, I guess I know it has to be uh, definitely exciting for you guys, and I would definitely exciting for all of San Jose because look, you know what 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 teams that obviously we got the two teams here here in LA, but I think um, if you're able to make some noise up there and you guys have the obviously the, the history as well, but I think. When when San Jose is doing what San Jose is doing this year, I I think at least at least from your your guys' side, there's a lot more hope. But when you have a, a game like you did, I think yesterday against the yeah. LA Galaxy, I think that <laughs> that's that's what makes it interesting. Like what 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 team is this? Which team is this? Right. Gal- they played the Galaxy last year. They were at the bottom of the table, and, and they honestly they got got up at one. So is this team? Is San Jose still trying to figure themselves out? Yeah, this is like a Jekyll and Hyde situation where, you know, we're really good at home. We know we play very well at home. And then once we're on the road, it's almost like these guys need to wake up a bit or they have to realize that, hey, we need some points on the road. And they've been in the lead uh, on the road quite often. They just unfortunately, they always give up a late goal. Some defensive kind of mistake happens where a late goal goes in. And and I know we're going to talk about this a little later, but it's same thing happened with Jovalich. I mean, he got that crazy goal went right when he walks into the game and it's like oh you know well there's another late goal on the road so it's just something where the quakes need to do a little bit better at closing out games and um if the san jose earthquakes get on the board first they're a little bit more in control and and they tend to either get points or win more when they score first um and that was evident in the lfc levi's game um if we were behind in that game i'm not so sure we would win we would want it um but since we were in the lead or, or we scored first we, we were in the driver's position the whole time. And, and when they are, the Quakes are, they tend to, you know, get results when they're in the lead first. That's interesting. Definitely something to point out this Saturday. Justin, uh, one more thing I want to ask you about about this game. Uh, John McCarthy, he made an MLS team of the week. He was a keeper uh, on the starting lineup there that the MLS posted. Uh, let's talk a little bit about John McCarthy just, just to close off the, this part of this game um, and what you like from him in, in this game. He, he's been great. 
I mean, the entire season, whether it's in Champions League, MLS play, um, he has been a lockdown goalkeeper making really tremendous saves. And I think, um, we're, you know, Maxime Cripo is working his way back. He is in training, uh, trying to get ready to be fit enough to play uh, an MLS match. And once he is fit enough, Steve Shrondolo is going to have a serious decision on his hands about who his starting goalkeeper is because um, – John McCarthy has been just as good, if not better, than Maxime Cripo was last season. And I think uh, the one thing that Maxime does have to his advantage is he's better with his feet than John McCarthy is. Um, but, you know, John McCarthy keeps coming up with incredible saves uh, to, to make his argument. So I asked Steve that question after the, after the match uh, in RSL, and he said, you know, we're very happy that we have a difficult decision. We built the team intentionally to have that difficult decision in the goalkeeper. Um, and there's three go great goalkeepers in the LFC organization. Um, but he also said, we'll cross that bridge when we get there because yeah. he, he doesn't want to give anything away. No. It, and obviously I, it, it would be hard to even think about that. Right. Until that becomes a situation, but just, this is just me thinking out loud. I think you got to stick with John McCarthy. He's played these games, and I think in-game experience or in-game, um, it take even for a keeper, you have to get a couple games. Say Maxime Compose is available next game or whatever, um, right? With all these games, it would be a, a great game to, to right. Say he was available tomorrow or Wednesday, it'd be a great game to throw him in against SKC or something like that, just to see how he's how he's doing. But like also the backup goal, goalkeeper did an amazing job. Right, well, at the U.S. Open Cup, you got that saving PK. So you you mentioned three great goalkeepers, and it's I, this is how crazy, this is how good this team is. They have three yeah. solid goalkeepers that all could potentially start for them, and you know that that's when you talk about the eliteness of LAFC. Literally, almost every single position, there's there's really really great depth. Right, there's maybe a few that you know you could add a little bit more. But regardless, uh, you know, a lot of these guys that they're on the bench coming off the bench would be starting for a lot uh, for a lot of other MLS teams. And that just speaks volumes and everything. Look, and if they're able to accomplish what what we all assume they, they can potentially accomplish. Yeah, man, you, you got to talk about LFC as being one of the best teams, if not the best team uh, potentially ever for MLS. And I know that may rub some people the wrong way, but. When you're able to accomplish what you did within the last six months on top on top and you get a CCL championship, like I, I don't know. I don't I don't think there's any other argument, in my opinion, with this with how many new teams they you got in the in, in this new uh, MLS uh twenty twenty three compared to the, back in the day, and also the recruiting. There were some of the restrictions and all in the, in the tight schedule. It would just be impressive. Uh, Fabian, give me your thoughts on, on what I just had to say. Yeah, look, even even when I saw, you know, the San Jose Earthquakes lose this weekend in L.A., and I was just like, man, LAFC, they're a different breed. I mean, they have – they go on the road to RSL, and nothing changes. They win 3-0. Even if it's not their their stadium, they went, go ahead and do whatever – is necessary to get that W and to go ahead and make sure they keep going. So this team is like a well-oiled machine where no matter what guys are playing, Steve always has them playing well and the style that he wants. And from the outside looking in, you know, it's this is a scary team. And, and I do agree with you that this maybe is one of the best teams we've ever seen in MLS in this last year span. I mean, the playoffs was insane. You know, unfortunately, Bale's not with the team anymore, but that team was extremely deep. 
And this team is extremely deep again. I mean, three starting goalkeepers. I mean, there's there's teams that wish they had one, right? So it's just something where it's like this team is stacked. And, and Aaron Log coming in to be your, you know, fourth, you know, fourth center back, right? It, it's something where people want to be a part of this team. It, it almost reminds me of a, if you take this back basketball reference where people wa- wanted to go play for LeBron. I mean, it's the same thing. People want mm. to go play for a serious contender. And that is the LAFC. And you guys are, you know, wreaking the fruits of the labor. Or, yeah, you guys are getting all the talent and you're getting every every job done that's necessary. So this LAFC team is good. I'm going to say that. Yeah, no, and I think also on, on top of that, there's just so many things that just that just go on with, 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 the, with this team. And you just mentioned, right, players want to play for this team, right? And it's also, look, they, you can play – you can dominate teams. It can be exciting. Obviously, you, you talk about that. We've talked about the fan base of 3252. There's an atmosphere thing to it. Yeah. And on top of that, you get to live in L.A. You get to live in Southern California. Just somewhere in Southern California. It doesn't have to be L.A. That, to many people, with the great weather we have, that is just uh, the cherry on top. Obviously, you know, you don't always get to choose in a great good to live in a great location. But with the football stuff coming first, and right, and if you got to choose between any other option, I think obviously if if you can make it, it the LAFC is definitely the number one option. If you can't, then you obviously you got to look elsewhere. And I think that's where LAFC will will, will have its greatest leverage in, in in any situation with any player around the league. Uh, maybe the, maybe different if, if you're talking about an international superstar. But even then, they've been able to attract them. Like I mentioned last time. The, the two most recent uh, superstars, Chiellini and Bell, they've been able to come over here, right? Now, we'll see if that continue, if that turn continues, right? Because, you know, the, potentially Messi may come to the MLS. That, that's looking like Inter-Miami, right? But why would he go to Inter-Miami when you got, when you know, <laughs> you know, when there's there's a better option, uh, Messi? But look, that's just me just saying things. But yeah, Justin, let, let's, let's, let's talk about that a little bit because obviously of, of, of being able to attain and attract players and the LAFC being able to have that leverage with their success. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it many times. It's, it's the depth that they've been able to bring in, but it's the quality of depth rather than the number, right? It's not Mm -hmm. quantity, it's quality. Um, And I think that's the difference from 2022 because in 2022, LAC also had a lot of depth, but it was more a depth of numbers. Um, Whereas now you brought in players like Stipe Buke, like Mateusz Bogus, these are some of the most talented youngsters in Europe that you're finding a way to bring to Los Angeles because they see a place where they can shine, a place where they can play uh, attacking football that can, you know, give them highlight real plays and, and show them, make a good real highlight um, for them to get uh, a bigger move back to Europe. Um, so, you know, Stipe Buke is a great example because he was a golden boy finalist, uh, which is, you know, as good as you can get, you know, when you're talking about the likes of Jude Bellingham, Killian Mbappe, Erling Holland, those are the types of players that Stipe Buke was in a category with as a golden boy finalist. And to have him in MLS, um, we haven't necessarily seen the top ability from him yet, but it's players like him. Mateus Bogus, I think we've seen a little bit more from uh, Timothy Tillman um, and is, is a great example. You know, mm-hmm. a player that has just seamlessly fit in now has made the switch over to the U.S. men's national team. Hopefully he'll get a call up there soon. Um, but, you know, it's really just great to see the amount of quality and the uh, the way that LFC have switched to look at Europe and not just South America. 
Yeah, and I think that's been a been a great switch. David Day says LAFC is not one of the the big spending teams either. That that foe, the front office is stellar. I, I would have to agree with that. That that, <sighs> that I mean, they're not one of the tops. You see Toronto. You see what the Galaxy have done. Like Toronto spending a lot of money. Sixteen was it? Fifteen million uh, on um, on contracts. What's sure, his, what, but what's, what's what's his name? But yeah, but, but that's not. Name? I mean. I mean, Steve Abu cost six and a half million dollars. That's but that's fee. you're not. That's not fifteen million. That's not fifteen. Well, million. you're talking about a contract versus a transfer fee, right? And yeah, well, that's what I mean. But that's what you mean. We got to pay a player six million every fifteen million dollars every year. That's a lot of money. Uh, yeah, okay, a, a but, fee, but that's a transfer mm-hmm. fee is different because that's what you paid for the player. But what you're paying the player every year is different because the fee may be just a one time thing. Look, our, our the MLS fees are not like. Europe that's, type what, of that's what big spend when you're talking about a club being a big spender you're talking about transfer fees generally because the way that contracts okay. work in mls well, let me is, let me let me i meant like spending in the roster is how i understood it right, how but, david how david was saying it was, yeah, was, was I, mentioned um, i don't think that's, that's how i understood it like how their roster how much they pay per per roster i think right. roster, the galaxy what i was saying like is that, that the, the roster rules in MLS are very restrictive. They're very specific. So one team is not able to spend a, a vast majority, an exorbitant amount more than another. You know, you can look at the, the three DPs and Insigne is, you know, paid, what, six, seven million more than the second most highest paid player in the entire league. So, yeah, yeah he has he has an ex, uh, a huge contract. But overall, the, the contract structures of every MLS team are rather similar. So... Uh, when I talk about big spending, I'm talking about transfers. Yeah, we don't. Okay, let's not let's not confuse everybody here. Let's not let, let me just break it down. DP wise, let's put it this way. Let me just break it down. DP wise, they're not spending towards the top, right? Because DP, you can spend as much as you want. DP wise, Zinye, you got Chicharito at seven million, and I forget the next one. Carlos Vela does he does? Yeah, six, but still, like you got you got so many so many teams that are so top heavy on DPs. That it doesn't even if you're so top heavy. We, look at with Shakiri as well. Uh, yeah. with, with 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 Chicago, it's it's been a disaster there, and 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 it's just to me, it's also that the front office. I guess the the big point, the Trump point I'm trying to make is also the front office understands that they don't need to pay what, what whatever they're paying Carlos Vela, which I think may be the most expensive DP that they have, more than three million dollars or whatever. They don't need to pay ten million. They don't need to pay fifteen million to be competitive and win trophies. And and that in itself, then that in its sense, it's a skill itself because you don't even if you can you need some superstars. You need superstars in LA, but if you're not, if you don't need to pay them, right? When uh, Gareth Bell came, he did, he wasn't making more than one point five as a ten as a TAM deal. That is a skill in itself, and that what the front office is doing is, is just insane. And, and to continue that over and just be savvy and do this masterclass of how to, with all these restrictions and be able to build this team. It, it, to me, it, look, I keep saying it, but it's just impressive because there's still so, you just mentioned there's so many restrictions with this league and understanding on all these different things. Yeah. Uh, transfer free is a whole different thing in my opinion when I, when I was talking to this thing specific, but when, when I see how LAFC really understands some rules and they can use them to their advantage. It's just insane. Fabian, outside looking in, what are, what are your thoughts on some of the moves that LAFC has done money-wise? Yeah, look, so I think all three of us can really talk about this because we've all been to different stadiums, but LAFC does every little thing correct as a club in the United States. And I want to say this, you go to their practice field, 
their practice fields has cameras on it. You know, like these little things where it's like where every single player feels like they're actually playing for the biggest club in the United States, a stadium in the middle of downtown, a stadium full of fans, again, with 3252 singing their hearts out, you know, traveling heavy, but making these these players feel like, you know, wow, I really play for the biggest team in the United States. And all the celebrities that go to all the games, again, these little things add up to something where you get a Tillman where he's going to play his best football of his life because he's playing for the most important club in the United mm-hmm. States, a place where – you know, we're not talking about, I hate to say it, we're not talking about Colorado. You know, we're talking about the L.A. lights. You're in the middle of the city, right? You're a superstar. So you get these players like Tillman or Bawanga where they're really playing the best soccer possible because everything around them is perfect. I mean, mm-hmm. the weather, you got security of, of you know, you get the best security in the league, right? Where in Monterey, you got people taking pictures with the security guard, right? So it's these little <laughs> things where you're the be- I hate to say it, you're the best well-run club in the league and, and you're going to get the best out of your players when that's the case and with the transfer fees you know San Jose paid four million dollars for Carlos Gresso and the way they kind of do it is they actually worked it into his contract so he is a DP for us because they are paying for the, the transfer fee with DP money so it also depends on you know what the team does with that transfer fee um do they put mm-hmm. it in salary or is it something where they're paying out of pocket but no i think lafc does a great job being a low spending club because they're doing or not the highest spending club because they do the best possible job with every little thing that's run with this organization um so they can get guys to come on the cheap like a bail or even a chiellini where a team like colorado or or rsl or even san jose is gonna have to pay top dollar because Mm -hmm. they aren't the best run club in the league yeah no you look i think i think just to cloud out you you that's that's a great point right there because look if you don't that's what i'm saying the more they more the more lafc wins the more leverage they have to attract better players and just any player that they could potentially get in the mls you know if you're the number one option you know you and your team look you want to come here and win well hey you know these may be now i'm not saying this is how lafc operates i'm saying that's that's a, a great leverage that they that they have as an organization because one you, you're gonna you know you're gonna be able to fight for a job fight for a position look what Tillman did if you if you're that talented and you can make it to this team you're gonna have a shot that that's that's just the math and especially a coach with like Steve Shrono and how he gives every every player an opportunity if you're talented you're gonna, you're gonna get a shot um but look let's let's move on from this um let, let's let's talk about obviously. Uh, Fabian, I know you came from all, all the way to San Jose. You came down this week. What what did you see? Obviously, this game. Um, obviously, San Jose didn't get the win. They they ended up losing to the Galaxy. You've been a part of a lot of Cali Classicos. You mentioned it. It was very empty. What are you, what are your thoughts of, of the the supporters? Everything that's been going on with that team. Yeah, you know, uh, it was tough. Those guys, you know, they're they're a great group, group of guys, and and they do a really good job at home but you know this the last this last weekend for mother's day it looks like maybe they were missing their moms a little bit you know they were a little lethargic so it was something where these guys needed a bit of a wake-up call you know i i was i wanted chicharito to score a goal and start dancing like a clown again to you know get <laughs> fired in the in this san jose side and and unfortunately you know the goal came in with kind of a you know a pinball in in the box and then the quakes guys you know complaining maybe it's offsides and 
you don't really want that type of goal to go in in such a big matchup because you want the storylines, right? You want the players to be mad at Chicharito for dancing like a clown, right? So it's something where, you know, I never thought the guys really woke up this last weekend, and and me included. I mean, I, I started driving at 5 a.m., and I, I didn't even wake up to watch, you know, the game at the stadium. So I totally understand. Maybe they were out there for two days, so maybe it could have been, you know, they were they were just – they didn't feel like the game was their priority that weekend because of maybe Mother's Day or something. But hopefully we get a different San Jose team against LAFC, and I think we will. I mean, every player likes to be the person that shuts the crowd up, right? Every player wants to shush the crowd, be in the face of the away supporters, and and I think we might get that from San Jose. And, you know, maybe the stadium not being full or maybe the, uh, you know, there was some supporters groups there, or one supporters group. If if you guys follow LA uh, LA Galaxy as well, you you know what supporters group I'm talking about. But maybe they were missing that hostile environment that LA Galaxy didn't have this weekend. So again, the least amount of people I've ever seen at a Cali Classico. It almost made me think that like NorCal has this fascination with beating LA, and then LA doesn't even know they exist. You know, so it's something where it was like <laughs> it was it was something that I couldn't believe it. I was like, you guys. You didn't bring your mothers out here to, to you know watch the Cali Classico. So, um, but no, this this game versus LAFC is going to be something where uh, it's going to be fun. Or maybe everyone's like, you know, the Lakers beat the Warriors. We all got to see it again. You know, we've seen, yeah. I mean, we already know who who's better. Yeah, rub it on Justin. I forgot to mention that. I meant I meant to look. I'm wearing my Kobe my Kobe shirt. I don't know if you can see. Let you see the Kobe shirt. There you go. Yeah, exactly. You I know, wore it for Justin. I was like, oh, he's a Warriors fan. I, I can't wait to rub it in. But look. Thank you, thank you, Fabian. Um, yeah. had <laughs> no, to bring but, it up, Fabi. Yeah, had to bring it up. I completely I forgot about it. No, but Justin, um, has a Cali classical obviously is that is that even is that even still a thing? I mean, yeah, I still, hope so. I hope so. No, 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 no. Like, I know, I know the galaxy is going through what they're going through, but right, like a rivalry still, still going on. Like, I'll tell you what. San Diego is about to save it because mm. San Diego coming into uh, MLS is about to create what I would like to call the Copa California. And yeah, if go. you have that, if you, you have heard a, it here first, breaking news, <laughs> Justin, <laughs> Justin, I'm, I'm coining, I'm coining, I'm giving it to you. Justin has coined Copa California. There we go. I'll take credit. I think that if you create what they've created in Texas with, with their three teams mm. in the Copa Tejas, yeah, yeah. you can create that even more to, to a greater extent with four teams within California. And obviously three of them are in the South, but you can create a really big rivalry before between the four teams. They all want to beat each other. The three already don't like each other. Um, LAFC and San Jose, you know, starting to become a, a bigger hatred with San Jose now being able to, to hand LAFC some losses. So, yeah, I think it's it's going to be really exciting and hopefully can be a, a four-way rivalry. Yeah, that that would be interesting, right? Because if you have right San Diego whenever they they come into the league, obviously the two teams in LA and then San Jose, you know, who who's the best team in California, right? Obviously you'll have who's the best team in LA, that's always going to be a thing. But now California San Jose is able to continue and and have a successful season every year and then right you don't know what's going to happen with the Galaxy, but if San Diego has uh, can start off strong. We know some some new – we saw – now everybody's going to be St. Louis and maybe a FC Cincinnati. we still got to see what San Diego will be, but 
you you make a great point that that's another rivalry that someone's going to want to see right copa california that, that's going to be exciting what, what do you think about that fabian yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be like what city has the best Mexican food? And I'm gonna tell you this. <laughs> I'm tell you this. You guys are close to Mexico, but don't don't sleep on the mission style burritos because we put everybody on the map with that. So um, <laughs> is that well, what San Jose is known for? The burritos? No, no, so so that's San Francisco actually. So San Francisco, San Francisco okay. is known for their mission style burritos and and you know, your guys' burritos maybe in LA, you know, Cal- you don't like a Cali burrito, you don't like the California you know, burrito, French fries in a burrito. I don't know, you know, so it's like soccer. Who knows? Maybe we sneak <laughs> upon the best team in California, just like how we have the best burritos, right? San Diego's pretty close, so they're gonna get those really skinny burritos, and no one really likes that. So if, you know, if we're, we're comparing, let's compare tacos. That's how we really know, all right? Tacos, now, tacos. Now if we're talking basketball. Like you just did, you know, changing the tacos. We're gonna lose, right? You know, we already lost. Hey, look, I saw I saw some LAFC fans for that San Jose game talking about the Bay Area tacos are terrible because they're going to San Jose getting tacos. That's not where you get tacos at. Oh. Go to Oakland, get yourself some tacos. Dang, then we can Oakland. have then we can have the, the Bay Area LA San Diego debate. Then is then is gonna get serious. Yeah, but no, it's gonna be a good time when when we San Diego comes in and, and you know it's gonna be fun. Like you said, Justin, Copa California is gonna be something where um, it's going to be a great time. But again, yeah, I mean, El Trafico is unfortunately for San Jose fans, the rivalry that has taken the main stage in California. And it just proved the point last Sunday where I, I couldn't believe how many people were in the stands. I mean, no, you know, you know how the saying goes, it's like everybody and their mother showed up to the game. Well, no, it wasn't that. Everybody and the mother <laughs> didn't show up to the game on Mother's <laughs> Day. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, you know, I always say this too, man, San Jose – I wish we had Ricky Puj. You know, I wish we had Chicharito where and Martin Cáceres, these superstars that play in L.A. and they don't sell tickets. You know, it's just it's crazy to me where in San Jose we have, you know, solid attendance with 45,000 in Levi's, but we don't have a single name that's like that. I mean, we have Christian Espinoza. Christian Espinoza slander is palpable. No, I mean, no, no, but no, no. Let's be honest, but Martin Cáceres is a World Cup player. I mean, Jonathan Mensa is as well, but you get guys like, you know, Gaston Brugman, where he's a player that if you know South American soccer, he's still a name that could possibly, you know, bring some heads in. But again, unfortunately, the Galaxy have a lot of riches in, in there and they're not realizing that or at least the fan base yesterday didn't re- doesn't notice that, you know, their team up north doesn't have a lot of those players that they have. And um, it's just unfortunate to see that it was the smallest Cali Classico attendance I've ever seen. Yeah, look, that, that just brings up to, to a point that I've had about the Galaxy. It's like, look, they're, they're able to check all these superstars, but they just have such a poor cultural, poor, they're run poorly or organizationally because when a team that, that Chicharito, Ricky Puj, I mentioned this to, to Justin the, the other day, um, and Douglas Costa should not be this bad. Right. Because right? if there's any other team, any other team in the league would die to have any of those players and just right. one of those players. And, you know, it just, it just, it just, you know, you bringing that up, it just people, you know, you, you have a Spinoza, which obviously is an, is, a, is an amazing player during MLS. But to be honest, I'm look, if you're going to compare a Spinoza and Chicharito, Chicharito is a world renowned name. Yeah. Um, this is not, this is not a, a diss on him. It's, it's just a proven a point that, um, just because you have big names doesn't mean you're going to be successful. And just, just cause you, and I, I think there's a lot more that goes into to how poor the galaxy have been, but there's just so many different things, so many different aspects that it just goes to show like 
you have to be a great, you have to be a solid organization. You can't just put a Band-Aid and, and bring in a Chicharito or bring in a Ricky Puj or bring in this player, uh, these type of players. You you actually have to put in the work, right? Yeah. And we have two different ends of the spectrum. We got LAFC exactly. who's, who's killing it and you got Galaxy who's been just terrible uh, w- w- with their DPs and their players. And, it, it, and then you got San Jose who aren't able to attract these type of players but still right. can be successful. And it just it just goes to show everybody has their own model. Look, San Jose is always going to have to have their own model that way because you're you're never going to be able – San Jose is never going to be able to attract a, a Chicharito. Or, look, I'm just I'm just, just going up because it's going to go through L.A. first, right? And, yeah. and if it goes through L.A., obviously they're well, going to pick them up. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to start joining the, the marketing team or the GM team for the San Jose Earthquakes and say, hey – Hey, Latan, if you come back to MLS, we'll throw in a Tesla and you'll be there. <laughs> we'll, you'll be that's there. Not gonna, I don't think I don't think that's gonna help. I don't you think, don't even I don't have think to drive. You'll be in LA in three hours. You can sleep. Don't worry about it. You're not that far away from LA if you come play in San Jose. If we were in San Francisco, you know, it's a little far. It's about an hour to well, San, San Jose. San Francisco's not even a bad not even a bad place. Well, right now it's a bad place to live, depending depending. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's not get into that. Yeah, but, yeah. But, yeah, but, Exactly. So, you know, I got to throw in some Teslas, be like, hey, Ricky, you know, Javier Chicharito Chichar, uh, is the biggest name in MLS. I'm going to say, just be honest, that dude is doing everything during the week but practicing. He's at Coachella. He's at the Lakers games. He's hanging out with Peso Bluma. I mean, this guy is a marketing genius. He's, yeah, he's, he's good streaming. Good. It's a player that, man, you guys can't sell out. Uh, you know your stadium for this guy i mean this guy's a legend for a lot of people in in this north america so again it's a player that you know growing up i was like you know i didn't really like because i was a big usa fan but man this guy is a legend for a lot of people and it just shocks me that um you know this is happening to the la galaxy and then on the other side you have lafc where you're starting to get stars, or at least with Bawanga, Tillman, people that weren't household names becoming household names. Yeah. Like at the like you said earlier, a different side of the spectrum. But I'm gonna have Chris Leach, you know, have me on the team, and I'm just gonna have to tell them, hey, we're throwing in Teslas if you come play in San Jose. <laughs> you you got, I think they, the price is gonna have to go up higher than a Tesla. You get to your location, you're you're in. Roscoe's chicken and waffles in three hours. All right. I'm just going to say that. All right. You're just like in LA. You're just living out in the outskirts. Okay. Don't worry about it. Come you might have to throw, you might have to throw him in a helicopter, a yeah. helicopter, maybe. <laughs> no, David Day brings up a great point. He says doubleheader has so far San Diego versus Galaxy, LABC versus San Jose. Whenever that, that, that would be interesting now because you're going to have a lot of these so far games. Um, also, by the way, uh, Barcelona and Arsenal are going to play. They're going to play a, a exhibition match at SoFi July 26th. So that's going to be exciting. That's going to be really, really good. Um, but yeah, um, look, we, I think we, this is a solid pod. Um, I think I don't think we need to add anything else, unless Justin, you like to add anything in closing t- statements. No, man, I, I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, I. Couldn't I agree with everything that you guys are saying? It's it's uh, interesting to see the way that uh, San Jose can find players like a Jeremy Abobasi who produces the same numbers as Chicharito does uh, last season, but is not nearly the type of name, right? So it, there's success in different ways in this league, mm-hmm. uh, and then of course drawing fans is a whole different game. So right. uh, very very fun to watch and to look at all those different type of things. Yeah, no, Fabian. Any any last words? Yeah, hey, look. You know, FC Dallas plays in Frisco, Texas, which I think 
part of my ignorance. They're probably like three hours away from Dallas, right? So it's almost the same thing. <laughs> we're just on the outskirts of LA. You know, we're, we're about to say, you know, who, who's going? Isco? You know, Isco's a free agent still, Falcao. You know, we're not that far from LA, guys. This is LA North. We're basically <laughs> we're just right past the, the Hollywood side. Don't worry about it. There's Teslas out here. Come play in San Jose. We're excited for you. Bobby, you make it his pitch. Right? Hey, I like the pitch. I like I like the pitch. You know, you gotta you gotta start off. You gotta start off somewhere. Uh, but yeah, Fabian, let them let them know where they where they can follow you. Yeah, I'm on Twitter. Um, a lot of you LFC fans know probably as Mr. Big Yikes. So. Uh, okay. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we let you go, before hey, we, go, hey. we gotta address this. So Fabian became very popular on Twitter uh, the week LAFC went to go play a Monterey. I completely forgot about this, but he said big yikes because LAFC wasn't playing their their starters because of the schedule. So you've you've become you've become famous on Twitter uh, yeah. with the big yikes. So some people are gonna make a shirt. Uh, how do you how do you feel about uh, about your tweet? Is there anything you regret you would take back? Well, you know what, I I went ahead and I thought I seriously thought the San Jose squad went out there with all their starters to play Monterey, but at the time Monterey actually had more players. They had a lot of missing pieces for that LAFC match, and I was like, man, LAFC thinks they can bring those these LAFC two guys and and win. Man, I ate my words so hard because. These LAFC two guys, they played their hearts out. They really these young players, which I have a couple of friends on this team too. So I was just like, this is the team that hasn't won the game in MLS Next Pro. You know, show that heart and that grit. They actually probably had my tweet up there somewhere, printed out, and then they touched it. You know, this guy's gonna be proven wrong. And that fan base and the LAFC fan base really backed up their boys and and and, and proved me wrong too. So were you, no, were you I. Just- I were you sweating when they were going to PKs? You're like, please don't dude, let them win. Dude, please don't. You let know them win. what? A part of me, <laughs> once I saw Yakovic uh, do the same thing that Diva Martinez does, I'm like, oh no, no, no! This is gonna happen. This is really gonna happen. You know? And uh, then all of a sudden, there's a, there's a whole corner in Monterey. Justin can talk about it too. I think that was the 3252, or at least you know many pieces of it. They were out there just cheering their hearts out for Yakupovich to do these saves. And then he was giving it right back to him. So I was like, oh, no, it's really going to happen. You know, I'm about to be on a T-shirt, you know, like and all these LAFC fans, you know, like I I helped cover the MLS Cup. You know, like I talked to uh, many LAFC players and I never had a tweet bang, you know, but now I'm going to look like I'm that Monterey Bay writer. And I'm like, dude, like. Monterey's cool, but like I'm not really their writer, you know. So, uh, but, no, I had a great time. Even, uh, even Jesse has a has a scarf there. Yeah. Oh yeah, man, I had to cop. Oh no, but Fabi's right because the 3252, there was no away section in Monterey, so they just decided, okay, we're gonna take this one section and just turn it into an away section. It was insane. Uh, it was something that I was really proud of. LAFC, I was like, dude, all of them migrated over to this one side, and then it gave them the energy to help win the game. So the fans deserve that that W too. And I was just like. Oh man, you know when 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 something that you write about does better for a different fan base than your own fan base, so it's like, oh no, you know, like, but no, you guys have a great fan base. LAFC is insane the amount of numbers and, and the traction they get online, and and they're and they're, they're a really good fan base because they back up their own young boys and 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 LAFC too, and and so yeah, I'm glad I ate my words on that. Uh, I love seeing young players, you know, prove wrong, prove me wrong, especially in that case, but. Yeah, no, LAFC 2 or LAFC deserve that win. And 
and it was a fun time because I was just going home, you know, driving two hours sad, seeing my notifications <laughs> keep blowing up, and I'm just like, oh, okay, you know. Hey, Justin's calling me from the other car. He's like, hey, what's up, Mr. Big Yikes, dude? Big Mr. Yikes. Big Yikes. Take that big oh, L. You know, so. Yeah, hey, you took it like a champ. You took you yeah. took the L like a champ. That's 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 all you can ask for, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah look, man. we've time. all said things that sometimes we could take back, but unfortunately, some of us have never said those on Twitter. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Everybody gets it wrong. Like, Everybody hey, gets you know, it. People have sent me memes. You know, it's something where I used to have a, a saying in San Jose where I used to say with the grain of salt. With everything, so like, with, take this with a grain of salt. So I was known as the a grain of salt guy, and and now I have Mr. Big Yikes. So it's nice these little personas I pick up around around the way. So I'm very I'm excited <laughs> to see what comes next. If you hey, want, man, if you want a Mr. Big for... Yikes meme, uh, if you yeah, want a big I, Mr. Big Yikes meme, come in my DMs. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say I can't wait for what you're about to tweet this week. So I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Oh no no. I... <laughs> Yeah, I learned my mistake, you know. So, you know, don't give any fuel to the fan base because you guys are on your stuff. So, <laughs> look, guys, look, this has been this has been an amazing pod. It's been, it's been amazing. So, man, uh, Justin, brother, I appreciate you for always hopping on, making this exciting. Fabian, my brother, always, always great to see you. Hopefully, I get to see you this this weekend. Yeah, if you come down. You're always welcome to be on the pod. So, man, it's always it's always great having you and people that tuned in on the in the live chat. I appreciate you guys and that's going to be it. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye, everybody.